As you all know, we got somebody special, a special friend with us today. He's no stranger to our church. Uh, Brother Andre has graced us so many times with the preaching of the word through his prophetic ministry. He's one of the greatest prophets I've ever met in my life. He has spoken such detailed preciseness into my life when he had no idea what was going on. I stood there amazed at how he operates in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Some people that don't believe in it, they are to experience it and they'll believe in it. Believe me. I remember the first time that we picked him up at the airport. First time I had ever met him. Josh Reasons was with me. And we get in the car and we go up there. We don't know who or what or who he is or anything of that nature. He comes out. We greet. He gets in the car and he starts prophesying over me and Josh. And we just stood there. And the very things that we talked about all the way up there is the very things he just began to reveal to us. It was amazing. It'll forever change your life when God speaks to you in those measures. And so we're so thankful to have him with us. He's um, a very busy man. He's preaching all over the world. Got one of the greatest ministries, the upper room ministries that there is in, in the world. And, and it's affecting the nation or our nation, the United States. And I'm sure he'll maybe mention that. If not, you know about it. Um, but before he comes, I want to do our declaration, if you would stand, please. And then he's going to come and he's going to share the word of God with us today. Are you ready to do it? Here we go. Lord, today by faith, we declare that we are walking in the manifestation season. As your faithful remnant, we will house your very presence. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and he has delivered us from all of our troubles and fears. We are no longer victims, but we are victors in Christ. We will not be deceived by the lies of the enemy, but we will give health, healing, and wholeness to the hopeless and those in despair. We will live under your anointing and see the revealed purpose of Christ in each of our lives. We declare your everlasting word on earth as it is in heaven. Now give the Lord praise. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. Thank you. Thank you, praise team. You've done well. I'm so blessed to be in this house, and I love all the changes that I see around me. It's all so good. How many of you are excited about the Lord Jesus? <clears throat> well, we're going to have two meetings today, and we're going to dedicate as much time as possible to the Holy Spirit. And... Um, <clears throat> It's a great honor to be with Pastor Miller and his wife and some of his, these funny elders that he has, especially one with the gray hair. But um, we will work on him. I believe that by the end of the day, that man with the gray hair will be saved completely. So, yeah. Well, he even says hallelujah himself. That's a confirmation that he knows he needs the Lord. So, amen. Aren't you glad that God has given us humor? You know, what I love about the Lord is um, that he uses ordinary people with extraordinary things. And um, so it's just great to be here. Let me just say one or two things. Um, <clears throat> pray for the Upper Room Movement. Um, there, there's so many things happening. I cannot ex convey to you what's going on. Um, 
And uh, we're going to start an, another 501c3 for the upper room movement. Uh, and we have done a lot of television work behind the scenes. And I'm not a television kind of a person. I don't even watch television, Christian television, to be honest with you. But they, they want to put it on television, the, the movement of prayer. Um, so pray for that because there's also other people that is very influential in America. They want to bring it into the face of America, which will cost us probably $360,000 in the next three years uh, to roll it out into every county, every neighborhood, every state. So there's things in the works in that direction. But I've said to them, don't talk to me. If the Lord don't deliver that kind of money, I'm not going to raise that money. It's his ministry. It's his dream. And he'll take care of that. Uh, but pray for us. I also got an invitation to be with Yonki Cho, who is um, in South Korea. And they want me to come and see what prayer looks like. And I invited Dr. Tim Hill to be, go with me as one of the... Uh, we will be three um, uh, VIP guests uh, for Yonki Cho and 80,000 people in a stadium praying. 90,000 people go through the church in one day. But pray that God will help us to orchestrate that because I had to cancel it, unfortunately, uh, because of conflicting dates and another challenge that we have. But just want to give you an indication of what's happening behind the scenes. Um, since I've seen you the last time, the Lord has opened up 32 nations in South America, nine European, European nations, um, and I am a little bit um, in trouble because uh, we were not ready for this kind of ex explosion, so financially I'll have to go to all these nations, and it's, it's going to be a challenge. I'll have to cancel probably uh, almost one year of meetings in America just to get to all the nations. How I'm going to do that, I don't know. But I uh, just want to show you that when you do what God says you should do, God will explode your world to a point that you will lose control over the doings of the Holy Spirit. It's amazing what God is doing. Um, when I stood there this morning, I saw a crack in the foundation of this church. And the next moment, I just saw God comes and fill it up divinely. And the moment he fills up this crack... Another one appears this side, just a crack in the foundation of this church. And then the Lord comes and he, he puts things into the crack. I don't know what it is. And then the crack covers up. And the moment this one covers up, I see another one over here. So the cracks just go all over the foundation of this church. And I thought it was something negative. And the Lord said, no, I'm strengthening the foundation of this church for launch of something greater and the Lord says that unless I strengthen the foundation of this church I cannot launch what I plan to launch the foundation of the church is not this building it is the people God is strengthening foundation and many many cracks will appear but it's divinely set up as God that sovereignly Without your approval, work on the foundation of this house and cracks that will cross one another and strengthen it. And then the Lord showed me something incredible. <clears throat> he showed me the, the rocket la launch, uh, launching pad in Florida 
where they release rockets that will go to the moon. And the Lord said to me that that launching pad is so different than the landing strip of an ordinary plane. I fly a lot, and sometimes you have 10, 15 planes standing in line to take off from one landing strip, and they come in and they land. And the Lord said, this is not just a launch of a plane. God says, this, there's a countdown involved in the spiritual realm. And God says, I want to launch rockets of the Holy Spirit that will become world-renowned and known by the world and I'm about to take back my church. And if I find foundations that is open for change, that will allow me to change their foundations to prepare them for a rocket launch. And the Lord says, I have chosen this place. God says, I'm going to do something extraordinary from this house. And God says, some of you that has been on the platform here this morning, even that blonde-headed woman that sat, sang right in front, the Holy Spirit is going to hit you, ma'am, one day. I don't know what's going to happen, but you are involved in this. But Father, I thank you that you're going to launch something that cannot be articulated, that cannot be described. Um, I felt the anointing so strong on me, and I said, the Lord said, it's about time that you announce what I show you. So I'm telling you that God is going to launch something from this foundation that he will do similar in other places, but there's not going to be many places. Because God says, I'm tired of the church that guard their foundations according to how they want to build it. But the Lord says, I have found a foundation here where the leadership says, do whatever you want to do. Crack us up, crack us up, break us up, break us up. Redo our foundation so that you can do what you want to do and you can launch what you want to launch. So I release this word over this house and I want to say to you, prepare yourself because God says this work of the Spirit will happen in the lives of people that belongs to this house. If you tie yourself to this house, you must prepare your life for changes like you cannot believe it. Because you are the foundation. You, you, we together, we are the foundation of this church. And this is going to start with amongst the elders. It's going to be seen in your finances. It's going to be seen in your board meetings. And God says, I will interrupt your board meetings. Because God says, I have just decided this is my place from now on. And I will take full reign. And the Lord says, I will do a lot of cracks that will come. But it's all good because I'm strengthening you so that the weight of my glory will be secure. So that the weight of my glory when I bring it here will secure and the launch will not be a failure says the Lord let's stand on our feet and let's respect that word and give God praise for a word come on the Lord has spoken and the Lord will surely bring it to pass you better praise him because I feel the anointing of God. I feel the presence of God. Come on, somebody. Worship him. Do not applaud the president. Applaud the king of kings and the Lord of lords. The Lord has spoken and the Lord will surely bring it to pass in Jesus' name. Amen.
<laughs> if you are filled with the Holy Spirit, just go ahead. Jesus, we love you. I'm about to grab the reins of my church from the hands of man. I'm about to take back control over what belongs to me sovereignly. For no man has given his life for my church but me. Therefore, I will take back the reins in several houses in America. For I am about to usher in my glory. And I will reconstruct and rebuild for this is my time. I am here. I am God. I love you dearly, but I'm reconstructing things for the sake of a glorious invasion of my spirit, says the Lord. You may be seated. Thank you. God bless you. Church, let us never underestimate when God speaks. I stand in front of you today because of prophetic words that were spoken over my life. And I'm not going to talk about that. I just had a great week this weekend. Um, last year in the upper room, we had so many leaders there. We had um, leaders from the Church of God and the Assemblies of God and, and others. And I forgot about it that I prophesied over one of the leaders that God's going to bring promotion to him within months. And this week I got three text messages the last two days of an election that took place somewhere in a big denomination. And the very leader that God prophesied to uh, got voted into a certain position. And how extraordinary that was. And some of the leaders that were in the upper room were in that meeting and they all text me. So all I want to say to you that the same God that spoke that word and the same God that spoke this word this morning is the same God who's orchestrating his kingdom because he is appointing people and things and changing things for the sake of what's coming. The politicians does not control this nation. God controls this nation. And God has the final say. Give God praise. He has the final say. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I want you to turn with me to 1 Samuel chapter 30 and just for one verse there. And I want to talk to you this morning about a key word in the life of David. And that is the word pursue. Pursue means don't stop. Don't stagnate. Don't let your flow become stagnant. Keep on moving. Come on. Keep on pursuing. Go after God. In 1 Samuel chapter 30, we find David and all his men and how they came from war. And you know the story. 
how they found their wives being taken captive, their children being taken captive, the houses being burned down. And when you look at that, that is a, picture, a prophetic picture of the plan of Satan to, to put America into captivity. Take back our homes, our sons, our daughters, our wives, our, our property, everything we have is under attack. Then when you read a little bit further on, you will find there in verse 4, the Bible says, David and the men wept until they had no more power to weep. If you see men weeping and they have no more power to weep, that tells you how weak they are. If you want to break a man, take his wife and children captive and burn his house. That happened to David and his men. David was greatly distressed and because verse 6 says the people even spoke of stoning him. There comes a time that friendly people throw stones at you. Those that are supposed to support you will throw stones at you when you cannot produce what you said you will produce. They thought David is this mighty man of war and he will surely have an answer, but even David wept. But then the Bible says in verse 6, David strengthened himself in the Lord. And we will come back to that word later on. He strengthened himself in the Lord. And he inquired of the Lord in verse 8, and he said, Lord, shall I pursue this troop? So David knew there was a troop of men that took their wives and children captive. And he said to the Lord, after he wept and he lost his strength, and he gained his strength back, he said, shall I pursue? And the Lord said, pursue, for you will recover all. God is saying to you this morning and to America, let's pursue. For we shall recover all. Everybody say, I will pursue. When you go to Hebrews chapter 11, and you can go to every one of those leaders there mentioned, but I'm not going to go to all of them, but you will find Abraham and Sarah mentioned in Hebrews 11. Sarah was 90 years old. God said to her, you're going to have a child. Abraham was 100 years old, and the Bible says in verse 12 that Abraham was as good as dead. That is very close to being dead. I mean, the Bible says he was as good as dead. Wow. I don't care how dead you are, but if God says you need to pursue, you need to pursue. Because in their case, God says you're going to have a child. No, I'm not here to prophesy that kind of prophecies. 90 years old and 100 years old, it's not a good time for pregnancy. But you know what? God makes the body for pregnancy at a certain age, 20, 30s. But God is God. And when God comes to two people like this and says, I want to bring forth a promise out of things that is half dead, guess what Abraham and Sarah did? They pursued the promise. And I want to say to all of you, it doesn't matter what your circumstances are, if God speaks it, pursue it. Come on. He spoke a word this morning. Pursue it now. 
You maybe have debt. You may be in popular bluff, and you think nobody knows where this place is. I never thought there was a place like this until Tim Oldfield said to me, I have a friend in popular bluff. Well, I found out it's far away from where I normally travel. But God knows about this place, and God says, I have a word for this place. Pursue. Come on. In Mark chapter 5, you will find the story of a woman who had the issue of blood. She was dying. She spent all her money on medical doctors. She heard Jesus is coming down the road. And the issue of blood that she had was something that they made a law that you cannot be amongst people when you have that, that blood issue. So the law was against her. Jesus came down the, the road and he had uh, uh, the, the daughter of Jairus on his calendar, on his agenda for that day. He was on his way to the house of Jairus. This woman was not on the agenda. But you know what? She was so desperate and she decided, I'm going to pursue him even if the law is against me. And you know the story that she touched Jesus and Jesus stopped and Jesus perceived that power went out of him. Bible says power went out and she felt power came in. There was a transfer of power. Long story short, Jesus is grace. Grace is a person. So grace were in the crowd but the law said you cannot go into the crowd when you have the issue of blood. But here is the miracle. Because she pursued, grace healed her before the law could found her guilty. <clears throat> Don't get excited about that one. It's not that good. But grace healed her before the law could judge her. If you're willing to pursue, God will do miracles against the grain of the law of the day. Amazing. She pursued. When you go to Mark chapter 14, you will find the woman who had the flask of oil and how she broke it. And the oil was extremely expensive and she broke it. It's not everybody that can give away their whole retirement fund, but she did it. She pursued Jesus, and Jesus said, wherever this gospel is preached, it will be, the story will be told about her. She pursued. And then when later on in that same chapter, you will find Jesus. Jesus is the Son of God. He's in Gethsemane, and he's praying. And he's praying this prayer. He says, Father, if there's a possibility that you can pass this cup, would you pass it? But not my will, let your will be done. There was a slight possibility that Jesus felt this weight is too heavy to carry. His sweat turned into blood. But he pursued and he died on the cross. And because he pursued, you and I are sitting in a church today, saved and washed and cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Aren't you glad that Jesus pursued? Come on, church. I'm so glad he did not give up. I'm so glad he went all the way. Come on. He recovered it all. He recovered it all. You know, he said to David, David, pursue and you will recover it all. 
So Jesus pursued. I want you to go with me to Joshua chapter 1. In Joshua chapter 1, we have Joshua, the leader who's replacing Moses. Moses was a phenomenal leader. He died, and God spoke to Joshua, and he said to Joshua in verse 2, Moses, my servant, is dead. He's telling Joshua something that he knew. Moses, my servant, is dead. You know that they could not even find the bones of Moses. Sometimes God will hide the bones of your past so that you cannot build on that, but that you can move forward progressively, prophetically, and embrace the new. So what he's saying to Joshua is, Josh, you will not find Moses. He's dead. Get over it. You see, sometimes we celebrate past leaders and we're not ready for the new face that God wants us to embrace. So he said to Joshua, get over it, move on. So he talks to Joshua in, the, in several verses here and he's preparing Joshua for something great. He is encouraging Joshua to pursue his own future. That's what he's doing. He said to him, Moses is dead. And then in verse 3, he says, every place that the sole of your feet will tread upon, I have given you. Basically, he's saying to Joshua, if you can stand on it, you can have it. If you can touch it, it's yours. That's what he's saying to him. Then he said to him in verse 4, from the wilderness in the Lebanon, as far as the great river, Ephrates, all the land of the Hittites, to the great sea, towards the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. So now he's giving him a prophetic picture of what his mandate looked like. Palace of praise have a mandate. Palace of praise already have boundaries in the spirit. And God is saying to you, get your feet into your territory because I'm preparing you to pursue your destiny for something great that's about to happen in this region. And God will never allow something great to happen in the region if it's not happening in the lives of people. He's not going to pour out his spirit on the carpet. He has people in mind when he says these things. And then in verse 5, God says to Joshua, no man shall be able to stand before you. So what he's actually saying is, man will come against you, but they will not stand. It's only a man that can stand and defend and that has balance that can defend, that can fight me. But somebody that comes against me, but he lost his balance is, I just ignore that. God said, you will have resistance, but they will not stand. Then God said to him in uh, verse 6, Be strong and of good courage for the people you shall divide as an inheritance. So it's basically saying to him, Be strong and of good courage. If God said be strong and of good courage, that tells me resistance is coming. Sorry, guys. He's telling me resistance is coming. But then he says, You shall divide the inheritance to the people. You know, we all have authority over some, something and some people. You have authority over your family. 
And it's important that you divide the inheritance for your family. It's important that I divide the inheritance of what God has given me spiritually to people. I'm busy here in dividing inheritance. So he said to him, you will divide the inheritance of the people. And then in verse 7, God said to him, be strong and very courageous. So now God repeats himself. If God repeats himself, that tells me he's very serious. He said, be strong and very courageous. <laughs> it's a difference between courageous and very courageous. You know, the more I read this, I want to close the Bible and say, I don't want to read this. This is setting him up. I'm so glad my name is not Joshua. I'm so glad he did not say this to me. Well, I've got bad news for you. He is saying it to all of us. I want to say to you prophetically in the context of America, be strong and very courageous. Because we are up against forces who wants to push this nation over the cliff. But man will not stand. We are up against forces, and I will not go into that. I've never seen it so intense as this very year. I live in this country almost 20 years, and I've never seen those forces so strong. Coming against everything that is righteous and noble and clean and pure, trying to push us over the... But come on. But God is raising up a Joshua. That will be strong and very courageous. For we will divide the inheritance of this country in the Holy Ghost. How many of you know that our inheritance is a Holy Spirit inheritance? This nation has been ordained by God to spread the gospel all over the earth. And number two, to stand with Israel. That is the twofold mandate of America, to spread the gospel all over the world and stand with Israel. And I want to say to you, let's pursue the purpose of America. Let's pursue. And this will be one of the launching pads from where God will release rockets of the Holy Ghost in that day when we will divide Pentecost as an inheritance back to America. Give him some good praise. Give him praise. Come on, church. This is not a rocket built by Boeing. This is not a rocket built by France. This is a rocket built by God himself. America is ordained for such a time as this. To divide the inheritance to nations. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. And then God says to him, do not turn from it. Do not turn from it. Do not. Come on, church. Let's not turn. Let's not go left or right. Let us stay focused like never before. 
Come on, we need to be focused as a church, but we need to be focused as families. Do not turn from it to the right or the left. That you may prosper wherever you go. God says, if you stay with me, you will prosper. My prosperity is not in the hands of a demon. My prosperity is in the hands of a sovereign God. Hallelujah. I feel such an authority is in this place. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in a day and night that you may observe to do according to it all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous. For then you will make. Now he's, now he's giving the prosperity into my own hands. He says, then you will make your way. Come on, church. How many of you know that I make my way prosperous? I may my way, make my way prosperous because I put his word in my mouth. Come on. I, I don't gossip from this mouth. I, I, I just speak the word of God from this mouth. He says, and you will be prosperous and then you will have good success. Verse 9. Have I? He's still talking to Joshua. He's talking to Joshua. He's preparing a man for the sake of a nation to be saved. How many of you believe that comes a time that God speaks to you for the sake of others? Come on. He, he's, he's speaking to him. He says, have I not commanded you? Be strong. Here it comes again. Third time. Third time. God is saying the same thing three times. When God starts to repeat strong and of good courage, you better prepare for resistance. And there is a resistance in America. There is an evil resistance in America. Come on. There is a demonic resistance in America. It's filthy. It's not good to even look at. I cannot even listen to it anymore. I just shut it off and put gospel music on in my house and bring the atmosphere. I know what's going on there, but I, when I know enough, I don't need to know more. Come on, church. Let's put the law back in our mouth. And then he said, have I not commanded you be strong and of good courage? Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. But watch what he says. He says, have I not commanded you be strong. Strong. Be strong. That word strong in the original language Greek means to make yourself strong. To make yourself strong in the Lord. Come on. How do you do that? That means to be valiant. To kazak yourself in the Lord. To make yourself strong. To be manly, obstinate, rigid. I remember many, many years ago when I resigned my church and I prepared for the nations. I was praying night and day. Night and day, night and day. Every, every morning about 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, I cannot sleep because I have a mandate on my life and I don't know what the mandate looked like. Go to the other side of the house and then I had a little blue carpet and I will walk around the carpet and all I can do is pray. All I can do is pray. I'm alone. If I talk to certain people, they're going to throw stones at me. So what do I do? I walk around the carpet. Lord, where shall I go? Who shall I call? Lay my hands on the telephone. Nobody want to call me. 
seeking guidance, seeking, seeking God's voice. But you know what? Every morning, one o'clock, I make myself strong in the Lord. I make myself strong. Uh, can I, can I, come on. Have you ever seen a man in the gym? He's all by himself. He's lifting weights. You can see I don't do that kind of stuff. That's why I wear a jacket. I don't show what I have. It's not impressive. Come on. But I've met some guys. They go to the gym. What do they do? When they come out of the gym, I can already see what they lift. It shows in their body. Weight on their body shows in the body. Come on. When they, what do they do? They make themselves strong. A, a man that does weights, he doesn't get his strength from, from somebody. I, I wish I could send somebody to the gym on my behalf and just say to the person, would you do me a favor? Go, go and do, do, do two hours of weightlifting for me, uh, but just do it in my name so that I can get the benefit of that. Amen? Guess what? When he comes back, he looks better and I still look the same. Why? I never felt the pressure. He strengthened himself in the gym. But God says to Joshua, this is a different kind of strength. He says, strengthen yourself in the Lord. Come on. When I start to pray by myself and I start to speak in tongues, all of a sudden something happened in the lounge and I just feel my God, my ro 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 ma ma Can I do that here, or is that not? Is that? Oh, uh, la la! I'm gonna do it anyhow. Who cares? Ipa pa pantolo brosom banda bresendo on bla bla. Oh, maga maga zikresento. Wah ma ma ula. Oh my God, I will prophesy. I will prophesy. Oh my God, I will not shut my mouth. Oh my God, I will not hold back. Oh my God, I'm gonna preach this gospel. Oh my God, I'm gonna prophesy this thing. And Lord, I'm gonna announce. Oh my God, my God. Oh my God, I feel much better than what I felt an hour ago. I felt much better. They took my home. They took my wife. They took my children. But I am ready to strengthen myself. Thank you for your excitement. It's kind of late. First Samuel chapter 30. You know the story. They came back from war, the house burned down, wives gone, children gone. The men, 600 men of David, warriors. They were strong warriors. They weep, they have no more power to weep. They are broken. David is about to be stoned. But the Bible says in 1 Samuel 30... It says there, and uh, verse 6 says, So David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because the soul of the people were grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. He strengthened himself in the Lord his God. He strengthened himself in the Lord his God. He doesn't have friends anymore. He doesn't have warriors anymore. They are now talking about stoning him. And he decided, I'm going to talk to the Lord. I'm going to talk to the Lord. It's about time that we go back into our prayer closet. It's about time that we go back and shut the door and go into privacy and start to pray again. Come on. And we will come not out of 
of the morning service, not out of the evening service, out of a service where it's you and you and you alone and the Holy Ghost. And he strengthened, he kazaked, he made him manly, valiantly, he became rigid, he became stubborn in the spirit, he strengthened himself in the Lord. And that's when he said, Lord, shall I pursue Many times you will come to a point of brokenness. Your defeat, your friends turned against you. Been there, done that. Everybody's against you. Money is out of control. Children is out of control. There comes a time in everybody's life you feel like throwing in the towel. Can I do this anymore? It's not worth it. Run my whole life. Run for defending my nation, my people. Come back. My wife gone, children gone, house burned down. We all have a place where we just lose it. Come on. There's a difference between your church face and the one that's in your home when your front door is shut and nobody can see you. Your hair hang out of control. You don't care. You don't have makeup on. You don't even smell good. You are just not ready for another day. But that's when David strengthened himself. And he said, Lord, shall I pursue? And the Lord was quickly to answer. And the Lord says, pursue for you shall recover all. I want to say to pastors in America, don't give up. I want to say to pulpits, don't resign. Let us come together one more time and let us kazak ourselves in the Lord. Let us, let us strengthen ourselves in the Lord for, come on church, come on. The wives and children is in captivity in the hands of the enemy. They wonder where is David, and David wonder where are they. They know that David don't know where they are. Can you imagine that feeling? But you know what? I think the wives said to the children, hang on, daddy is coming. Hang on, I know your father. Hang on, I know your father. Hang on. Hang on, hang on. When your daddy strengthened himself, we are fine. Come on. My wife, my daughter expects me to strengthen myself every now and then because they depend on me strengthening myself in the Lord. Your family depend on you strengthening yourself in the Lord so that you can be the reason why they will not be in captivity forever. The church, the pulpit, pastors, leaders, we must strengthen ourselves in the upper room so that the book of Acts can be written for America because the whole book of Acts came out of the upper room. Come on. David strengthened himself in the Lord. Why are you here this morning? You are here to strengthen yourself in the Lord. This meeting is not about me. This meeting is about the Lord. Everybody say, I'm here.
to strengthen myself in the Lord for the sake of my family. So David went and 600 men who were with him, and they came to the brook Besor. But he, David, pursued. He and 400 men, verse 10, for 200 stayed behind who were so weary they could not crash across the brook. Look at that. He left with 600. He said to the 600, hey, guys, the Lord just spoke to me. And the Lord said, we must pursue, for we will recover all. And 200 of the 600 said, well, we don't have strength. We cannot even cross this brook. Just when God made him strong, he lost one-third of his force. But David did not strengthen himself in a man. He did not strengthen himself in money. He did not strengthen himself in what people promised him. He strengthened himself in the Lord. And the Bible says, David pursued he and 400 men for 200 stayed behind. And verse 11 says, then they found an Egyptian in the field. They're running, finding out where is the woman, where is the children. And the Bible says they found an Egyptian in the field. Woohoo! If you pursue, you will find. If you pursue, you will get a hold of. I may not have the thing in my hand that I need to find my wife and my children. But by faith, I pursue for just over the hilltop, there is an Egyptian in the field I do not know of. Come on, you know the story. The Bible says they found him. They gave him water to drink bread. They gave him a piece of cake, figs. Clusters of raisins. So when he had eaten it, his strength came back. For he had eaten no bread, drunk, no, drunk nothing for three days. David said to him, to whom do you belong and where are you from? And he said, I am a young man from Egypt, servant of the Amalekite. And my master left me behind because three days ago I felt sick. Uh, we made an invasion of the southern area of the Cherethites in the territory which belongs to Judah. And we burned Ziklah with fire. We burned your homes. My name is Satan. I'm a demon. I am responsible for burning your home. But my master thought I was sick and he left me behind. And now you come across me. Somewhere in the camp of Satan, he's going to make a mistake. Somewhere in this mess that we're in right now, in this nation, somebody is going to make a mistake. Because the church is busy strengthening herself. The church is busy with the Lord again. The church is demanding from heaven, what shall we do? And soon the devil will make a terrible mistake in America. And the church will come across evidence. When David grabbed him by the chest, David was a warrior. David was a warrior. He was a vicious guy. And you want to see a man lose it all? Take my wife and my children. 
David grabbed him. Who are you? He spilled all the beer. I burned your house. I am the one who burned your house. And I can take you to where your wife is and where your children is. If God say pursue today, God has evidence tomorrow. If God say pursue today, God has evidence. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. I will come across evidence. Maybe in the next week. Maybe within two weeks. Maybe a month from now. I, I, this man standing in front of you. I will come across evidence. And when I come across evidence, I will say, this is the beginning of the restoration of my family. This is the beginning of the restoration of my wife and my daughter. This is the, ah, I've got evidence. I've got evidence. I've got evidence. Come on church. God is going to give the church evidence that he is still in control and our wives and our children and our, that our mandate will be secure. Are you with me? Everybody say pursue. For we will recover it all. So he brought David to the point where their wives were. Look at this, verse 16. And when they had brought him down, there they were spread out over the land, eating and drinking and dancing. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a movie on American television about the cowboy days. They came on their horses. They're on a hilltop. And the Bible says, there they were. And what happened? The enemy were dancing and celebrating. They were dancing and celebrating. When I look at the spirit, there is an incredible party going on in hell. When I look at the spirit, Satan and the demons is dancing like crazy. Because they think... They have America under control because they are inspiring people with evil agendas. And Satan is already dancing the dance of victory. But Satan doesn't know that David already saw him in the lenses of the binoculars of the Holy Spirit. Wow! I have the binoculars of the Holy Spirit. And when I look through the binoculars of the Holy Spirit, I can see the dance of Satan. I can see my wife. I can see my children. And I am about to end the dance of Satan. <laughs> dance, Satan, dance. Celebrate, Satan, celebrate. Think you have my spoil in your hand. Go ahead, make your day. You don't know. I saw you through the binoculars of the Holy Spirit. And I know exactly where you are. For my God told me, if I pursue I will get my wife out of your hands. I will get my daughters out of your hands. So Satan, enjoy the dance. It's almost over. Yeah. 
He's got your finances in his hand. He's got your health in his hand. He's got your children in his hand. He's got your destiny in his hand. Only for another day or two. I strongly believe. Am I the only fool who believes this? No, I'm not a fool. I'm not a fool. I'm not a fool. Oh, I may pursue. And you may think I've lost 200 men. And you may think I don't have the strength. And you may think I don't have the manpower. But I'm telling you, when I lose manpower, I get Holy Ghost power instead of manpower. You may think. You may think. You may think I look like a fool. Tomorrow, when you see me talking to the Egyptian, and I grant that you are not one of those, stand up, brother. When you see me in the spirit, how I grab that Egyptian by the chest, and I will buy a new shirt, brother, if I break this thing. Why? I'm a warrior of the Holy Ghost. And I'm about to take this thing by the chest and say to him, You tell me, where is my children and where is my wife? For I am a pursuer. (laughs) Say, I will pursue. For I will recover it all. If you believe, if you believe, God is giving us the binoculars of the Spirit and He's showing us a future grab back of what belonged to us. If you believe that we are the generation that will pursue and bring it all back to America. Church, it's not, a, it's not about me only. It's not about my family. It's not about one church. It's about a nation. But you see, church, God is looking for a launching pad in every city and every town. And if you are that launching pad, you need to get your spiritual binoculars on and already see into the future. It's just going to be fine if we will pursue. If you say this morning, make me a pursuer that will not be led by the stones in the hand of my enemy but I will be led by my inner chamber when I strengthen myself in the Holy Ghost make me one of those will you please come to the altar and say I'm joining the tribe I'm joining the tribe of pursuers Your child expected from you. Your daughter expected from you. Your son will be discouraged if he find out that when the invitation came, you did not join. If my daughter can have a look at this meeting this morning, I want her to see her daddy standing right in front of the altar call and she will say my daddy did not forget me can I get some keyboard thank you 
Come on, church. Come on, come on, come on. It's about your finances, but it's also about the nation. It's about your children, but it's also about the cities. Come on, we are all pursuers. You have a mandate. God is dreaming through you. Jesus. Satan, enjoy your dance. Satan, if you know what I know, I saw you flirting with my wife. I saw you, how you smile at my children. I saw you, Satan. But what you don't know is, I saw you because you are blind in the spirit and I'm not. Because I serve the God of Israel who showed me evidence. Satan, you already made a mistake. You left one of your men behind who told us exactly where our family are. How many of you believe that because your heart is in the right place this morning, God will rescue your family? How many of you believe that your sons and daughters that is not in this building is covered? Just because you are pursuing. Come on. How many of you have sons and daughters that is out of control, lost? Look at those heads. How many of you want to be honest this morning and say, I wish I could have had my children with me. I am the only one that's still pursuing. God says, you're not doing it in vain. Evidence is coming to your front door that your son gave his heart to the Lord in another church. Evidence is coming to your front door that something happened with your daughter and you didn't know about it. You say, Andre, why are you so serious about these things? And I'm 67. A leader said to me a few days ago, Andre, you're successful. You've been successful in your ministry. You're 67. Rest now. Come to a standstill. He meant it for good. You don't need to do this upper room thing. and You don't need to tire yourself down. You cannot go on like this. <laughs> it's because I see something in the spirit. And because I see the rocket launch is coming. I'm pursuing. I cannot go and retire now. I cannot retire anyhow. Social security is not that good. Andre, why are you doing this? Two businessmen came to me. They said to me a few years back, why don't you get out of the ministry? We will help you to go into business and you will become a rich man. One of them died with all his riches. Another man said, resign, man. Come, I'll help you. 
You cannot go, oh, no, sir, no, sir. No, sir. I read Joshua 1, verse 3 and 4. I saw my mandate. I saw the borders that God has given me in the spirit. And I have kazakh myself. And I'm so strong now. I'm going to grab that devil by the chest. Because I will recover all. Come on. There is a breakthrough coming to America. I'm not angry. I'm just exhorting the church. I remember Roger Till prophesied to me. And the spirit of exhortation will come over you. I didn't even know what it meant. And every now and then this thing comes on me. Where I say to the body of Christ. Let's get our act together. Let's not leave our wives and our children in the grip of Satan when we sit on a couch and have a pity party because the devil has burned my house down and I'm just giving up and throwing in the towel. Who cares for my wife and my daughter? Who cares for America? I do. Who else? If you say I care, say I do. I do. If you're a good daddy, you cannot sit on the couch and let your daughter die in the hand of a demon. If you're a good father, you cannot let your wife die in the hands of Satan. No. I will see a move of God. I will see an invasion of God's Spirit in this nation. I will see thousands filled with the Holy Ghost. It's coming. I will. I will. I promise you, I will. I have not pursued in vain. My evidence could be 24 hours away. Come on. Everybody say, I care. Everybody say, I will pursue. Everybody say, I will never, never, ever leave my family in the grip of Satan. Come on, church. Come on, church. Come on, church. Come on, come on. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Let us just surrender to this word. Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus. Let the spirit of pursuing come upon us. Let the spirit of pursuing come upon us. Lord, I pray that you will strengthen every man and woman in this building this morning. And that they will be pursuers who will never give up. Make us strong. Make us valiant. Make us rigid. Make us stubborn in the Holy Ghost. Come on, church. Ah, come on, church. Don't look at the stones. Look at your friend, your, 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 your Savior. Don't look at the stones of your friends. Look at the eyes of your friend, Jesus. You will recover all. You will recover all. Your sickness is in vain. It's, it's going to change. That disease is going to change. Your finances is going to change. I don't care what your needs are. We cannot pray for all these people. But we are a church this morning that says, I will not throw in the towel now. 
now. I will not. I, I will be strong and very courageous. For I will divide an inheritance to my family. I will divide an inheritance to my region. I will divide an inheritance to my city and my town. I, I will pursue. David and his 400 men caught them by surprise. Pray this prayer after me. Say the Holy Spirit in me will guide me, direct me to the very places where I need to be. Everybody say, my future appointments is already ordained by the Lord. How I will get them, I don't know. But I will get them out. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on. Victory is ours. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Father, I release a power of strength. I release a power of encouraging. Oh, oh, come on, church. I pray that God will encourage you. Strengthen you, strengthen you. Let us sing this song together. Sing out. So sing out. Lift your voice and cry. Awesome is our strong God. Mighty is our God. So sing out. Raise your hands and shout out. Awesome. If you can find younger people amongst you, lay your hands on the younger generation. Here are many of them right here. Lay your hands on this younger generation. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, younger generation. Moses cannot do what Joshua did. And Joshua's not going to do what Moses did. Lay your hands on anybody that's close to you that you think is younger. And pray for that Joshua generation. And say to that younger generation, the Lord will strengthen you to do something we could not get done. Come on. The, come on, lay your hands on the younger generation. And say to that person, the Lord will strengthen you because you will have to be very strong and very courageous. Come on, church. The next generation in America will have to be extremely strong and very courageous. The next generation in America is going to face things and obstacles that we never faced in the 90s and the 80s. Come on. I want to say to the Joshua generation, 
God will strengthen you because America is in the hand of the enemy, but God will not allow it. God will not allow it. Come on, pray for that younger generation. Lay hands on them. Come on, lay hands on them. Come on, you Moses, while you are still alive, lay your hands on the younger generation. While you are still alive, lay your hands on the younger generation. Lay your hands on the younger generation. While you are still alive, Moses, it is an honor to lay your hands on the younger generation. Come on. There comes a time that you will be bones. There comes a time that I will be bones. And while I can lay my hands on the younger generation, on the Joshua generation, as a Moses, I want to do it. Come on, let's lay hands. Let's lay hands on the younger generation. Lay hands on the younger generation because they will have to be very strong and very courageous. There is a Joshua generation that is under the wrong control. There's young Joshua generational leaders coming up in the political world that is so demonic. And if God does not anoint the Joshua generation in the church, come on church, we'll have to be strengthened in the Lord. We'll have to be strengthened in the Lord. Strengthen, strengthen. What an honor. What an honor that I can lay my hand on this young man right here. That I can say, Lord, as I lay my hand on him, I lay my hand on everybody in this house, 35 and under, 30 and under, 35 and under, whatever. I lay my hand on this generation and I say, be very strong and very courageous. Be very strong and very courageous. Come on, pray that. Stretch your hands. Stretch your hands to this man. Father, I pray for this generation, wherever they are in the crowd, I pray right now, strengthen themselves in the Holy Ghost. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that you will use this young man and that you will use many, many others. That you will use many, many others. Father, in the name of Jesus, that they will divide the land, that they will divide the inheritance. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. You see, it's not about me, it's not about you, it's about all of us. Come on. It's about all of us. Father, I pray that a supernatural strength will be bestowed upon your people this morning. And when they go out of this meeting, they will say, something happened in my spirit. Something happened in my spirit. My fight is back. My resistance is back. Come on. My audacity to fight is back. I will not give up. Come on. I will, I will require of the Lord. And I know He has a good answer. He has a good word. Pursue and you will recover it all. You will recover it all. Come on. How many of you believe that God is going to restore finances that were lost? How many of you believe that God can bring salvation to all your children? That you can see all your children while you're alive being saved? How many of you believe that God can restore the job that somebody else stole from you? Come on. How many of you believe that God can restore a business back to you? Let's pursue, let's pursue, let's pursue. Come on, lift your hands. Thank you, help me. 
Jesus, 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 Jesus. It's almost like a, a muscle that's been torn or split something in the body. It's just God can heal it. Who is that person? I don't know how it happened. I just feel like there's somebody that needs a touch in their body of something that just snapped uh, days ago, maybe weeks ago. I don't know, but God wants to touch you right where you are. Come, man, what's going on here? Come, can you walk? What happened? Your side and hip went out. When did this happen? Lift your hands. I bring you into the presence of Almighty God. And your back and your hip. Lord, I thank you that she's going to have a Jacob experience where God will touch her. And she will limp, Lord, not because of the back and the hip, but because of the Holy Ghost. Father, I pray that your healing power will go through her body right now. In the name of Jesus. Is there another person? What happened? pain father in the name of Jesus thank you Lord that you're gonna he's gonna move this arm 
in a way that has never moved it before. Now, let your name be glorified. There you go. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ah, 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 fire. Burning fire. In the muscles, in the muscles, in the muscles, in the muscles, in the shoulder blades. Centro Sontrosa Labrantoya Labrasanto Kissinamento Lamontoya Fire God Rest It's over, so it's over. There's a lady that has some kind of problem with the kidneys and the tubes that goes into the kidneys. Who's that? Tubes, kidneys. Come. Don't wait. I'm not going to pray for you after the service. Something with the kidneys. Tubes into the kidneys. That's, what is this, man? Huh? Oh. Satan, you are a liar. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Jesus. Jesus. Father, I come against this thing in the name of Jesus. Somebody has a piece of bread for me. A bread, piece of bread. Or even a little cookie or something that you can just eat. If you don't have it, it's fine. Yeah, I want something in the form of bread. That's fine, ma'am. Father, watch this. Okay, just hang on to it. That's fine. Stay here. Stay here. Father, I thank you. Oh, take a piece, ma'am. That is the bread of life. Listen to this. Before you eat it, before you eat it. <laughs> When the two men that walked on the road of Emmaus, from Jerusalem to Emmaus, they walked with Jesus, they never knew it was Him. And when they got to Emmaus, Jesus broke the bread. And when He broke the bread, their eyes popped open. And I'm breaking the bread to you this morning. And they left Emmaus, they went back to Jerusalem, and they had a revelation that Jesus is alive. And this is just a piece of bread. He is the bread of life. And I just want you to eat this. This is your healing bread. Just eat it. It may sound like foolishness, but Father, I give it to her in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. 
Wala manola zikilamando la brazestu. Lord, let your power flood this body. He's got the healing and I want it. He's got the healing. She want it. Come on. Come on. When my daughter comes to me, she says, Daddy, you, do you have $100? I've got the money. She wants it. I give it. She's happy. I'm happy. He's got the healing. She wants it. If he gives it, she's happy. He's happy. Be happy, ma'am. Father, in the name of Jesus, let your power flood her body from the head to the toe and let her eat healing bread in Jesus name amen 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 this is how i fight my battle come on worship the lord worship the lord come on worship the lord this is how i fight my battle this is how we fight our battles sing it sing it sing it there's victory in the house there's victory here Is this your husband? What's your name, sir? Yastin? The Lord loves you, son. There's a few things in the past that has messed you up. But God says, I brought you a long way. And the enemy has tried to steal from you. And the enemy has made you feel like a third-class citizen. The enemy has dumped a lot of trash on you. The enemy wants to make you believe that you're a failure. And the enemy, mm, and she has spoken to you so many times, and she's encouraged you because God says you come from a situation in your past that has held you back. The Lord says you've seen some ugly things in your life, and you've seen some, some misuse, and you have seen some, uh, what is the word? Um, uh, uh, it's almost like not slander it's it's like um, abuse and God says because of that you always feel like you don't fit God says you do not fit anywhere but you'd right fit right into my heart because the Lord says it's for people like you that I came and God says, son, stand up. Take your rightful place. Your wife has almost been like a prophetess to you. She has spoken to you so many times. She has encouraged you so many times. And I don't know how long you guys are married, but even you, they were, you were warned, sort of. It's almost like, we told you, we warned you when you marry this man. God says famous last words. I will cut those words this morning and I will cut even the effect of those words that were said to you even by family members I will cut you loose from those negative words and the Lord says you will laugh at them when God exalts this man on your side 
and when I do a miracle for him, you will laugh at them in a good way, not in an, an arrogant way. You will laugh and you will say, look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done for my husband. Look what the Lord has done, the man they warned me against. The man they said she should not marry. Oh, look what the Lord has done to the man that I've married. Am I right? That's what they told you. That's what they told you. They wanted to help, but they could not see prophetically. God says, I take trash and I make it beautiful. I take, I, I give beautiful ashes, the oil of joy for mourning. That's who I am. Come on, let's give him praise. Sing that song. Sing it with him. Sing it with him. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. This is how I fight my battles. 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 What more can I say than what the Lord has already done? Oh, haven't you ever been to that place when you can't even articulate what you feel or what you experience or what you know? I was telling Andre right before the service, we had not had time to meet together as of yet, but just for about 15 minutes, and I said, Andre, I'm in a place in my life that I've not been in a while. I said, I can't articulate what the Lord's putting into my spirit and has for several months. I said, all I know how to do is weep. That's all I can do right now. Weeping is a language that God's put within me for the last several weeks, months. Don't have the vocabulary to put into words what God's speaking to me as a pastor. And then he gets up and preaches a lot of it today of what I feel and what I know. We're on a journey, folks. Get ready. Prepare yourself. Prepare yourself in Jesus' name. And the way, we're not going to dismiss, we just want to bring the Spirit right back with us again tonight. Let's give Him the highest praise that we can give Him for a few minutes, all right? Come on, you can beat that. Let's go. Hallelujah, give Him praise. Magnify Him. Glory to be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Andre will be with us again tonight. And remember, he's got a lot of traveling to go, and if you'd want to sow seed into his ministry, bring a special offering with you tonight. I know that he'd appreciate it, we'd appreciate it. It's very costly to him travel around the world, the air flights and the renting of the cars and the food and the taking care of his suits and all of that kind of a thing. So let's help him out tonight. Bring a special offering with you to help the man of God. God bless you, you're dismissed this morning.